Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back with Vershawn Jackson. Sponsored by Wingstop. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right, Vershaw. What you know about that brick house, Verge? That's a good jam. That's good. Right? That's good music coming back. Turn it up a little bit, Nick. Turn it up just a little bit. Let me let. I I, I know Virgil. You can dance now, can't you? No bad. No, nah, I don't think so. Just tell the truth, Virgil. You can't. You the hips don't. The hips moving better now that you've lost weight and you you in shape and now you look like you you could be a fullback. No, baby, I can move. Listen, when you are three hundred plus pounds. You have to have some assets if you would like some females to talk to you. Turn them just just a little bit. And so, dancing was one of those assets. I can two step, country swing, jitter bug, whatever you need to do. I can do the wobble if you need me to. What? Hey, can you do the, the what they call it, the grizzly or the, the grizzle? What they call it? What they we'll call it? On that one. You got to remember, I'm a high school kid, so they teach me stuff. Oh, it's, it's the gritty. The, hey, Jake knew that. Hey, can you believe it, Jake? Jake, can you do the gritty? What? Rico, can you do the gritty? Verge, you can do the gritty. Gritty is not that hard. I didn't think so either. So you can do the gritty then, Verge. You should know that. That's a Louisiana thing. You I, got Louisiana I'm asking. Blood. I'm asking Verge, can he do the gritty? Yes. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. The evolution of of the Verge man. Okay, we're talking <laughs> about Matt Verzal, two time two time national champ. Uh, a verse. Give me some Coach Osborne isms. Oh, I will forever giggle when I hear the word "dadgummit." <laughs> um, <laughs> you will always never understand the power of a point. Just a point, extending your arm and pointing until it's pointing at the South Stadium stairs. Um. To be able to control someone and their thought process with just a single phrase of "I'm very disappointed in you," mm. that's that's a big one. Uh, no, Verzal, you didn't. Coach Osborne, first, hold up, hold up, hold up, Verzal. Coach okay. Osborne never told you he was disappointed. You wasn't a part of that, was you? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Okay. Disappointed. I thought that he, was just me. Do you know what though? He got me later in life. He got me when I, I owned some bars in Lincoln for a while. And he said, he was disappointed in my career path. Uh-oh. So, no, well, I'm, I'm, I'm 21, so you can be disappointed. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Yeah. How'd, okay. that, how'd that work out for you? I had a great time. I'm still having a great time. So Right. It's, sometimes, sometimes you can disappoint people and you got to be a little selfish. But, no, I think he just... He want he he didn't he wasn't a big bar guy. I love bars. I think bars are awesome. I think they're fun when they run right and people have a good time. Who you like in the Who you like in the NBA uh, finals? Golden State or Boston? I would like basketball to end. I think basketball is the most overrated sport. <laughs> Cancel basketball. 
Listen, man, when you come from the generation that we came from and, and you watch basketball being played and it's a team game and it's unselfish and when guys realize, and I think often the teams that are in it because it's going back from, and, and it's, I'm not hating on anybody. I understand wanting to win, okay? But the way Giannis did it, I'm like, that's awesome. And the way, you know, you've got Golden State who's proving that their selfless, selflessness and their system will will prevail. And then the Celtics have built themselves up from the ground. I mean, the Celtics are a, are a built team, which I think is awesome. So maybe I'll come back and watch a little more. But I don't want to like the Celtics, and I guess I'll go for Golden State. Well, that was an easy pick. I mean, I, you would think that Golden State's the easy walk-in and, and pin-in for the championship, but I've seen crazier things, and it's, it is the NBA. Okay. Oh, no, I think it's a seven-game season. <laughs> well, they gotta make, they gotta, we got to make some money now, so it's got to be a seven-game season. It can't be a sweep. We ain't seen too many sweeps in a while, you know what I mean? Not in the finals, for sure. Um, yeah. Going back to, you know, because I want to I wanna speed up and go back, but right now, the last four years of Nebraska football, uh-huh. what is your thoughts on that? What do you see, and 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 how do we turn whatever thoughts you have on the last four years around? Um, I it's a tough thing for me because I, I think the situation they inherited, nobody fully comprehended it. Okay, I'm not making excuses. What the result we've gotten hasn't been what anybody's wanted. So I think changes need to be made in the discipline standard and the accountability standard, because I do think Nebraska has talent. We, we, we've been in games, and then when it gets to winning time, it, it never seems to win. Okay? So now, if I'm evaluating that, I'm going to look at it and say, okay, let's change our practice structure so we can get this into intense competition scenarios where you have to win. And there's ramifications for winning or, or not winning. and It just it hasn't gone the way anybody's wanted. And I think the scheme... The plays they run, I think they, they are, of course, fundamentally sound. No, nobody's ever drawn a play up and been like, boy, that play is going to be terrible. Nobody's ever done that. So it's execution and it's pride and competition. And those all start to have to factor in from top to bottom. Do you think we have to get back to, to, to being the, uh, the run game powerhouse that we've been evolved in order to win in the Big Ten? Um. I think a level of physicality would help where you know if you can walk off the field against an opponent and you lose, but they know they played you. I mean, they know the next day, hey, that Nebraska team hits different. That Nebraska team physically tried to, to manhandle us, but we survived. You can build off that because no one, no one likes to get their ass kicked. And if you can physically go out and be dominant. Listen, football is a mean game played by mean people. I mean, we'll be nice. Terry Keneally always comes to mind. One of the nicest human beings you will ever meet <laughs> off of the field. Put a helmet on that guy. Put a helmet on him right now and snap the last buckle and get out of the way. Because it's there. And that's the beauty of the game. I can go out and be as nice as I want to in society. And for those, for that time, be it practice or game, I can be the biggest psychopath I want to be. I can be yeah. as crazy. Whatever has gone bad in my day is your fault. Whatever, I, whatever, whatever hasn't gone my way that I'm in my feelings about is my opponent's. My opponent did it. 
and I can channel that, and I can go release all that aggression and play and be competitive and, 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 and be awesome and then take my helmet off and be like, oh, that was great. That was a fun time out there. I'm glad. Everybody good? All right. See you guys tomorrow. So offensive line play, because when I look at the line that we have right now, they are absolutely positively bohemians. All of them. They're all big. I remember playing with a bunch of short guys, a bunch of guys that <laughs> I don't know if we had a guy over six three in that in that era, in that time from you know, once we started playing, so let's call it ninety six and ninety seven. The okay. we had no lineman over six who was over six four? Do we have anybody six four? I think Eric Freddie, Anderson was six, six five. True True and Micus were six True's about six five. Yeah, I guess you got True and you got Micah. Okay, you got so yeah, two yep. two kind of. But the rest of the guys, Aaron Taylor, six foot, three hundred pounds, and in the in the light, right? Huh? What are some differences, and what do you think this offensive line? How do they need to play in order for us to be a successful run team? Because pad level to me is 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 big, and you being mm-hmm. a former offensive lineman at a high level, what? Would you would you get what advice would you give this offensive line? I would be to be in the in the racquetball room as much as possible because the guys from ninety you you can even go back into the eighties from the eighties to the to the end of the two thousands and, and get Dominic Rail and his crew in there telling you and those guys and, and Garrison you. Know, the athleticism was unbelievable. Aaron Taylor was a soccer kid. Aaron Taylor, give Aaron Taylor a soccer ball and watch that happen. He, he played, his dad was an Air Force guy, Big Wayne, but he was, Aaron played soccer. Football, Aaron, Aaron Taylor didn't start playing football until ninth grade in high school. Adam True was drafted to pitch for the Reds. Zach Wiegert is a freak athletically, like a freak. Chris Dishman, wrestler. You know, you had these guys that could do anything. Listen, don't kid yourself. Those running backs and DBs and linebackers, they didn't want to get in the racquetball court with us because there's nothing. Mm. You think we're you think we're these big, fat turds that don't have any athleticism. Come in. Get yourself worked out in this racquetball court and go away because winner stays. Loser walks. Like, there was athleticism mm. in that room, and it was it was awesome. So we could hold our own in a lot of sports. Half court basketball, not full court basketball. But <laughs> what was the listen? What was the pit life like? Mm. What was that pit life like? Like, like, like dealing, going to the pit, going down to the pit. Talk about what it was. What was it with coach? You know, with coach uh, um, uh, Tenenberg and Coach Young. What was the pit? What was that? Matt Verzal. Two years, two times. Nice the pit was the Schulte Fieldhouse, which is now the Dom Kansu Weight Room which is awesome. But it was this, it was just a little, almost like a metal Morton building that had some bricks on it. The defensive line had a room adjacent to us. Um, it was awesome because it was what, it was what offensive linemen should be. We, we shouldn't go and practice in pretty places. We, we shouldn't go and have the nicest of things. We're, we're the gore. Like we're we're the ugly of the team, we're so you get down there and you make people feel hey, you, we don't have to give you nice stuff. You're going to go down. The coaching was unbelievable, but 
the unity of that group was not well, was unmatched. They're put put four linemen together, five linemen together in a room, and, and try not to laugh. You're going to have a great time because the camaraderie of that organization inside of the team is unprecedented. We, we will we will dominate anyone. I mean, it, it's but we had that mentality where you're going down there and it's ugly and it's dirty, but we're going to do the dirty work. And when we do the dirty work, well, you win. And we don't need our name in the paper, and thank God we all play at Nebraska because you get more accolades being a good lineman at Nebraska than most do. But it, it, it was us. It was what we were. Mm. I remember you guys used to go, I, and I don't know if that was pregame, war, I don't know if that was pregame warm-up where you guys used to try to, or no, that was Friday practice when the linemen used to catch balls. Who was the, yeah. best, who was the best catching linemen when you guys used to catch those balls back in? Well, me, I have amazing hands. <laughs> you sure? Hey, uh, you take it, you take it, you take it, you going right to the top, huh? Well, you look at it, though, it's probably better to look at who was terrible because to, to comment on the athleticism, like, for a ball to drop in that set was rare. You know, you didn't, we took pride in that. As little and as minuscule and as, and you took, you, you, were ridiculed when you were eliminated, meaning you dropped the ball. But I still do it to this day at Scott. Every Thursday. Do you really? Who would we, win all the time? Who was the winner? Um, it would vary pretty good. Wiegert was Wiegert just had way good hands. Like Wiegert was a, a freak athletically. When he was gone, it could be anybody. Mm. Except Steve Ott. Steve Ott has terrible hands. Um yeah, big you you know what I'm saying too, Otter. It was an anomaly if he caught one. Um, right. It was yeah. It could be anybody. It could be Dish. Could be T. Could be me. Johnny Zaska, not the best hands, but you know he tip it around to himself. He was see the Zaskas brought smart even into catching footballs. The ball yeah. would be thrown at them. They knew they couldn't just like like catch it with their hands, so they would tip it to themselves and then juggle it around, then catch it. Oh wow! So even they're smarter than everybody than even catching football. <laughs> Haas, of course, was good, even though his ears were in his you know his shoulders were in his ears. He was so right. Barney Rubble looking. He could catch it. Freddie Pollock was athletic. Eric Anderson had Eric Anderson had sweet hands. He was good. What what about what Coach Tenniper? When when you hear me talk, Coach Tenniper, what what comes out at you when you when you think Coach Tenniper? Um. A guy that probably has, at the time I didn't really know it, but probably was what got me into coaching because everyone wants to make football complicated. They want to make it like it's Chinese algebra. This is a very simple game. It's a very simple game. And the the way that he taught and made everything so very easy, there were two blocks, there were, you know, you had maybe four blocking schemes. You had inside zone, which you know, stretch base, stretch double. Outside zone, rip reach, pull overtake. You had pin pull. And then you had straight up just mano y mano. We're going to go straight ahead. Iso block. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the simplicity of it, but then the variability that they could run the plays because they trusted the running backs to read. The awesome part of inside-outside zone, and now everybody's expanded it out into this and duo and double split zone and all this BS. 
trust your running back to read the hole. There's a kid out of Bennington, the Mostic kid. He was the best reader of zone blocking that I may have seen since we've been at Nebraska. Because say there's a play designed to go to the right, he would get the he's looking at the defense the left defensive end as he's getting the ball. So he's looking at the backside defensive end. If that kid was one yard upfield, he was cutting back and gone. And he was mm. fast. Like he was way fast. So that that trusting us to not be morons, keeping it simple to where there's no way we can be morons was something that I'll always appreciate about Coach Temper. And, and again, brutal honesty. You know, he just was always honest with guys. Run the ball. Throw it down the field. Hike it. It's too, yep. too long. You're, you're, you're waiting. What are you doing? What about Coach Young? Coach what Young about Coach was Young? always – Coach Young was great, and he, and he helped a ton with everything. He's a very, very smart human being. May, he, may they both rest in peace. Um, but Coach Young was, had those little under-his-breath subtle one-liners. We are working pass protection twists and stunts, okay? And I think we might have been in freshman camp, you know, where we, were, we didn't know our head from our ass. And they're running twists, and, and True was like, you know, you're, you're trying to be aggressive, and he's like lunging at guys. And Coach Young just really subtly goes, Damn it, Adam. He goes, this isn't AT&T. You don't need to reach out and touch someone. He goes, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> so just wait for we, it. We what are you doing? Laughing, just laughing. And he's like, what's the fine? <laughs> but it was, it was great. He, he's just a, an awesome guy. And, you know, you look at your life and you, and you look at how lucky you are to be around just two amazing dudes that were your coaches and they were a blast and you had a, the time of your life. You were an offensive lineman. What was your relationship with Coach McBride? Coach McBride was always real good to me. Um, Kevin Rainmakers and John Perella, on you know, I was I was in is ninety two. We're we're on a Thursday or Friday practice, which is even less than a Thursday, and we're doing some goal line stuff. And Perella and Rainmakers start. I'm the center. They start hawking loogies on my hand knowing that if I move the ball, I'm going to get just demolished. Like, they are going to run me over, knock Brooke over. So now I just have to sit there and take this, these loogies being launched on my hand. And so, you know, we snap the ball, run the play. Brooke goes, what's all over your hand? I'm like, they're spitting loogies on my hand. He goes, oh, gross. So, you know, we get cleaned up, go back. McBride looks at me and goes, you tired of that? And I'm like, very. And he goes, Here. And this probably isn't very PC. But he had me as Copenhagen. Can't. And he goes, put one in. So I put one in. And I have this. I used to have this little gap in my teeth. I got Invisalign. But I had this little gap in my teeth so I could shoot water through my teeth. And it'd go through my mask. So they get down. They're giggling. They, you know, think they're funny. They start hawking loogies on my hand again. Well, I spit chew spit through my mask on both of them. And then they're like, oh, my God. You know, they kind of freak out. We snapped the ball and just snuck it in the end zone. And he goes off. He goes ballistic on them. And he's yelling and screaming at him. He goes, you sissies. He goes, they just scored on you and goal line and no pads. He goes, what's, I can't remember who was playing. He goes, what's Missouri going to do? He goes, they're going to score 48 points. And so these two psychopaths get up. And I'm, McBride is giggling and I'm laughing. And 
Kevin Rainmaker still haunts me sometimes at night. He stands there. He extends his hand and his finger. And he points to square at me. He goes, you're a dead man. He goes, you are going to die. And there's a part of me that was like, ah, oh, he's just joking. There's a big part of me that believed him. Like, he was going to get me. And he got me pretty good the next week when we were in full pads. But, you know, McBride was awesome. And as far as just a brilliant brain and knowing the game, the, the Fiesta Bowl game, when Terrell dropped the interception, I think it was like the second or third series of the game, or maybe it was the first, third play of the game. But he was he just turned around and looked at us and he goes, these guys are effed. And I was like, they are? I'm like, okay. And then 62 to 24 later, he was right. Yeah. It's like, how, how, like, how did they know? How did he know? How did he understand that? What was in his mindset that got him in the, knowing the, after the first play that it was going to be something ridiculous? Hey, we down here at Wingstop, man. Look like some old, there might be some old has-been players. I mean current players that's walking in. The captain is sponsored by Wingstop. Three locations, 20th and Superior, 50th and O Street, 29th and Pine Lake. Or to carry out delivery online, www.wingstop.com. Get down here now. It's the captain. How at your boy, dog? We'll be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.